0: and we are back with another episode of the santa barbara library coffee break as usual i am joined by co-host cassidy charles and today's guest leon Yan. leon is a full-time library technician here at downtown at the central library although he also goes outreach in here and there and everywhere
1: Yay, leon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> taking a particular interest in the coding and tech programs here or i guess just by default placed into that based on your previous history yeah, as computer <laughs> computer scientist. Um, yes. So yes, welcome to Leon. <laughs> and uh, what's coming up on the calendar?
1: Oh gosh, well we are in full Frankenstein, Santa Barbara Reads, uh, fun, frankenfun, I dare say. Um, at funkenstein. funkenstein. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> mm, i didn't want to venture there but <laughs> i feel like funkenstein
0: is more fun than frank and fun but yeah who's, frank who's, and fun. who's to say hmm.
1: uh, in any case at this point we have the independent uh writing contest going on there's a high school division for ages 14 to 18 and an adult division for 18 plus so uh everyone's welcome to write either a fiction piece or a non-fiction piece the deadline for it will be october 18th 11:59 a.m is There's there a
0: prompt a, or is it just there are
1: two prompts okay. for fiction it's uh write a piece inspired by frankenstein or the themes in frankenstein Perhaps a modern-day Prometheus story, and for nonfiction, it is uh, write a piece about the ethical issues around advances in or uses of science and technology. There's a 500-word max. The winning essays will be published in the Santa Barbara Independent. Wow, that's cool. uh, Yeah, and this is uh, an annual partnership that we do with the Independent, so it's fun that we get to do that. And then the Solvang Library actually also always offers. Um, a writing contest up Um, I don't remember it's not typically around Santa Barbara Reads it's uh, in the season and this season just happens to coincide with Santa Barbara Reads so their challenge which is also both open to adults and teenagers uh, teens grades 6 through 12 adults 18 and up um, the challenge write a story 500 words or less that is scary or mysterious and involves the supernatural no crime stories welcome. Sorry, crime book club. <laughs> <laughs> Winning stories will be published online and read right at the Solvang Library book discussion on October 30th. Um doesn't indicate a uh word limit here. Oh wait, 500 words or less. I, I think I said that. Um and 500 and words is a sweet spot. That's yeah. like yeah. I think mm-hmm. like two
0: pages traditionally. And as long form writing goes by the wayside, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's still a palatable length where you can still crank something out and feel pretty good about it without having mm-hmm. to do a lot of, you know, so it, it should be a good challenge. So the
1: deadline on that is October, October 23rd at 11.59 p.m. So you've got a few different <laughs> writing opportunities to do with ghost stories, uh, Frankenstein, And I feel like a
0: supernatural story that doesn't involve true crime is the way to go because I can't think of the number of stories I've read where, like, the ghost did it. That was the satisfactory (laughs) twist. Like, no. No. (laughs) Mm. Really really (laughs) never, right? Like, you go through all this rigmarole, zoom in, enhance, and it was like, Except when
1: you want it to be, like, the ghost. Like, when you're reading a ghost story, I want it to be the ghost. It was the
0: spectral (laughs) entity in the corner. You see that aura? Like, no, that would never work. That that Nicole Kidman movie, The Others, I think, is the only one that I can go with. it's okay that the ghost did that one.
1: Well, ah, spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> Ruining your dreams here on a <laughs> Coffee Break. Yes. Uh, well, you can explore if ghosts reveal. No. Um, at the It's Alive Frankenstein Science Fair on October 13th at the Central Library from 11am to 1pm, we'll have different science-themed activities going on. There's extracting DNA from strawberries and other fun <laughs> happening, uh, mostly geared towards children, although it's family and public welcome um, at the Central Library. And then right after the science fair um, f- just footfalls away uh, on State Street, the in conjunction with um, the Pianos on State Street initiative, we have a piano decorated for Frankenstein. So we will be doing a book drop of some special uh, – Frankenstein and Frankenstein uh, aligned books, and I believe that the Piano Boys will be playing. SB so the Piano Boys. Woo. This is one of the special opportunities that you can pick up uh, some of the Frankenstein books.
0: Do you have any go-to science projects, Leon? Like when you are younger, projects? like a go-to. Oh,
1: we were always Not mixing really. things. I
0: had. I always
2: had crystals, salt crystals, crystals. <laughs> salt crystals sugar crystals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All of the above. Okay. Mm-hmm. the the strawberry thing is awesome by the way. It's uh, But if I've you're gonna it. do a Frankenstein themed science project, what would you do? Frankenstein something to do with like circuits I'd say. Just I know I, I, I know, know it's I purely name, from, the know, movies, it's from the movies, but the but yes. But I agree. Like just for that stuff.
1: We were always mixing like shampoo and lotions and stuff together.
0: To do what? What was the to prove? We had a younger
1: sister, uh, so she liked to see like like uh, density and viscosity. I still have a younger sister, <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, I'm mixing took, like took the oil and vinegar, <laughs> yeah. and oh yeah, oh, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah seeing that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: I did. Uh, yeah, I always had salt, sh- salt crystals, sugar crystals, and then uh, the cornstarch and water, the oobleck. That's, a, Ooh, that's an easy go-to. non fluids are fun. Yes, and then, then if you want to okay. get, cr- if you're going for the ribbon, if you're ribbon chasing. Electromagnet or the build-your-own radio? Yeah, the build-your-own yeah. radio with the copper coil—that's a, that's a classic science experiment. That's cool. Talk about
2: your inductors. <laughs> yeah. See, so I always I had like a catalog. <laughs> <laughs> I never really did too many of those as a kid. They got—they
0: got, they got rid, rid of, of them options. now. When you go, it's all science nights and people demonstrate science projects for the kids. Mm. I guess it got too competitive, or too many parents were doing the projects for the kids. I don't know what I don't know what the reasoning is. (laughs) There's got to be some mix of some kind of thing, but I know that the majority of schools do science nights now, where people come and demonstrate scientific concepts to the kids.
1: We never had science. We never had science fair. No science fair. I remember when I was younger building a bird habitat. But don't don't, out of a shoebox. We did like science Olympiad
2: stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. Like
0: iron sharpens iron. Like when I go and demonstrate science stuff to the kids, sometimes it's just like. It was fine. And There's just walk on walk on by. about it. But yeah, even like the the one where like if you have the bird on one side and the cage on the other, you spin it really fast and the bird goes in the cage. <laughs> like that that's an easy one that kind of gives you some concepts demonstrating that just buying the poster. I don't know. I don't know. I think <laughs> that kind of went to the wayside. Competition like or just Well, <laughs> a little bit of both to be honest.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, that's fair. I I could also keep speculating about staff waiver and stuff participation maybe the, the
0: cost, of ribbons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cost judging, of ribbons judging cost there's like a judging scandal like a, a blackmail scheme or something <laughs> yeah but yeah
1: in any case, in any case moving on <laughs> we also have um actually a bunch of different frank and zine uh activities coming up as well the central library uh is embarking on a four-part three-part three-part really. three-part zine making workshop Three part with
0: a fourth part workshop I yeah
1: believe. Um, every Saturday mm-hmm. in October, except for the first one. <laughs> Wait, no. No,
0: it starts this weekend. Yep. I mean, the weekend of this recording.
1: Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you can learn a little bit about making zines uh, with Oliver at the Central Library. They'll be uh, demonstrating different techniques and styles and all the different parts of zine making. And then at the end, there'll be a bigger little workshop zine exchange trade, the yeah. idea the idea is eventually to trade them and share stories
0: and, and integrating the zine workshop into SB Reads I feel like is very appropriate because zines oh, are yeah. s- mixed media like you're bringing <laughs> a, a lot of a collaging a lot of things together not not quite to say they're being Frankenstein together but you know they are it is it is a uh, mixed media kind of project at its core um, I guess the copying plays into our Gata- into Gattaca film presentation <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because the dissemination is the second part of it. The creation of the zines is one thing, but then the copying and distribution via whatever venue you choose, you know, shows, art galleries, etc., cetera, bookstores, um, is, di- is the DIY distribution side of it. So you get the production and the distribution. Mm-hmm. So very cool.
1: Carpineria will also be um, holding a number of zine workshops. I think one will have passed by the time this podcast is aired, but there will be more on the horizon. Yeah, Blanca. They did,
0: they did a couple in the summer as mm-hmm. well. Blanca so.
1: really likes scenes <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and Solvang will also be on October 13th having a zine making workshop as well so it's uh really with zines it's a chance to make something happen
0: yeah because if you're not familiar with the uh, with the zine which we, sh- we talked a, bl- a little bit about it last episode with Taylor um short for fanzine or magazine you know they're, they're more homegrown DIY kind of publication endeavors but they you know it can be very rich in content and very unique in terms of the experiences that are conveyed and written about or collaged about so it's a good chance to get like a it's a nice slice of life but it's, it's the also original
1: like self publishing like yes
0: they were, I think came of came of vogue in the 40s because of science fiction science fiction fanzines were some of the first scenes kind of in the modern era and um, they are just a chance for folks to kind of get information out there that maybe not mm, but not widespread mm-hmm. via traditional communication media channels, yeah, and even personal experience, like your particular perspective, because you are the person creating the zine is the editor, you know, <laughs> writer, producer. Most of the time. Yeah. I've seen some There's, There are a lot of collaboration yeah, And like quarterlies, you know, like I feel like journals. quarterly journals are like zines as well. So, yeah, if you don't know much about it or if you do know a lot about it and are interested in p- kind of pushing your knowledge further, these all of the workshops that we do are a great way to kind of, not just come in and kind of pick brains of folks, but to share experiences with the audience because zines are collaborative, and you know the distribution network does r- rely on person-to-person kind of contact. So having that first step is, is a big is a big move.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to eventually make a zine zine collection happen at the library, but we need some content. <laughs> we need to local hear here what a, the people yeah, want.
0: A local author shelf would be a great place for it, and uh, hopefully that will Happen, hopefully we'll have a home for anyone's zines coming, you know, at some point.
2: Yeah. Pretty cool actually.
1: What have you been reading, Leon?
0: Oh we're we're on picks already, huh?
1: Oh wow fast.
2: Are we going with Leon first? I think we are. Leon's ready. I I dropped the gauntlet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the most recent books I finished reading was Crazy Rich Asians, almost purely because of the movie. And coming you saw up. the movie first? I well I tried to read it. Uh I couldn't read it fast enough and then the movie came out, so I watched it, then finished it like I read like a first third of it before I watched the movie. And so
0: for someone who's seen the movie saw the movie first and then read the book, is the book still better than the film? I Is the book better? <laughs> I know I, I, I feel the like that's more. a leading question. He, well, because <laughs> what happens is I, I feel like out of all the books and movies that I've ever seen, d- seen both of them, the book wins almost every time. The almost. Yeah, the no, the only exception is Jumanji, which was a picture <laughs> book <laughs> and Zaturo, which was a picture book, you true, know, like e- I, I
1: have another one. Which one? I posit um, the movie and book Brooklyn by Colm Toboyne. I think that the movie is much better than the book. And there was, I think Nick Hornby wrote the screenplay. So you can see, see some of his editorial choices. So, so Leon, I mean, book or movie?
2: I would actually say movie, though. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it's they're actually like almost different genres.
1: Hong's face just so. like recoiled a <laughs> little bit. I saw the lit <laughs> <As the> room, <laughs> room like
2: burst into flames around me. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> I mean, nine times out of ten, the book is better, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This time it was just. Well, can you think
0: of the last time the movie was better than the book for you? Oh man! See, you missed her nine out of ten. I'm oh. telling you, it's usually ten out of ten. <laughs> I keep Jumanji. I, I, I and need, I you say 30. usually, though. I keep Jumanji and Zathura because those two, I was like, man, the Jumanji movie was way better than the book. I can't even lie. I mean, the book is only 32 pages, but you know, it counts. The Lorax. Count. Oh,
1: what the, did the movie get right, or? I thought the dialogue was probably better
2: work. than the book. Like, I feel like smart, the book smooth.
0: sometimes he spends a lot of time kind of. Expositing, you yeah, know, Like there's, there's a lot of expository, of like breaking down, which is good for if you're not familiar with kind of things and stuff like that. But but it can go a little too far, like how rich
2: they are, like and then they, yeah. they have this Balenciaga with this and this and that with the plane. And yeah. I haven't read or watched. It, it, yeah. it like bogged me down for a bit at first. I literally just kind of stopped paying as much attention to the small details. But on the, the micro on the microcosmic
0: it side, it also like scratches my, the Asian OCD because like we do we do tend to be like. How good is it? You oh. won't believe it's number one. Like <laughs> this, mean, this, <laughs> and this, and this. It's, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> <See>? <laughs> you understand, yeah. So that I mean, there is a thoma- there is a stylistic device yeah. to it, but yeah, I do.
2: I I can definitely I, I can yeah. see where you're coming from. But they're like just pretty much. They're not completely different genres, but they're they're pretty separate. Like like the movie is very clearly a rom com, and I can mm. I can watch a rom com. Like I enjoy rom coms, but like like the book itself was like. There's still romance in it, but there's a lot more stuff going on compared to like the. And movie.
0: so, without getting into any spoilers, because this right. is a newer thing, not like me spoiling the others earlier. <laughs> did you prefer the book ending or the movie ending? Ooh. Or which was more realistic? Because you know. Oh man. Yeah. Um, see, because they're different. That's the biggest difference. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I heard.
2: But I didn't read I the book. I have no I've opinion, heard. I think. What? <laughs> of the they the end pretty differently, right? Yes. Because oh. at the end of the day, a movie is like they have to. <laughs> you might not have
0: the guarantee for the sequel. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're just they gotta tie it up with the mm-hmm. with the bow, right? So, but I didn't hate I didn't hate the, bo- the book ending either. Like I thought they were actually pretty equal on that aspect. That's yeah. good. Yeah, perfectly valid answer. Yeah, hedging yourself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> <I think laughs> gotta be political <laughs> about this, you know.
1: I think I have the audiobook checked out on Overdrive. <laughs> Finally I think it be in. a breezy
2: listen because when you're not well, having to read the breakdown, they they first. skip. There's a lot of stuff getting skipped in the audiobook because of that. So oh really? I didn't
0: know they would abridge <laughs> it, it like it's that. It's a though.
2: bridge. It's not a bridge, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that they explain in the book that just just kind of gets not like, so. Is read. it cut
1: or it just doesn't get read?
2: No, it's just like stuff from the back of the book that like it's not part of the plot. It's not part. It's not Authors part of the story. Know? Oh yeah, like a glossary or footnotes yeah, or something, something like that. that. There's even a family tree and all that. that you uh,
1: miss, but
0: Interesting. Yeah, and no, I had a cousin who lived in Singapore for a couple of years. It's kind of <laughs> nice to see the the crazy rich side of of that uh, that that aspect of the culture get kind of represented and really put on
2: the big stage. I mean, yeah. But uh, I yeah. didn't even know about it, honestly. Like, like how big the disparity there is over there, and how like there's like that many billionaires there. Like I didn't know. Any and of you're gonna that. use the yeah. law more often. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, I do the ayahs, but not the laws. <laughs> ayah is <laughs> universal. Ayah is, yeah,
0: absolutely, but the law is more of a, yeah, more of an affectation. It's like in L.A. when people say hey, you had a lot of something, you had a grip or something. Grip was like, yeah, I feel is like. Is that not a thing? No, it is a thing. But, like, grip was, like, I feel like, it, uh, I, I first heard about it in L.A., and it oh. kind of, like, spread. Oh, so I so just I feel like I feel like that. law is, like, the Singaporean maybe grip, where right it's right not right. as ubiquitous as ayah. But it, you know, like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um,
1: how it, many it, times a day do I hear that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, oh. Another thing is I'm um, alamak. Oh yeah. In, in the book, it's like every other line. In the yeah. movie, you told me right. They said it only once. I haven't seen the movie somebody, yet. Somebody told me they say it only one time, oh. <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Yeah. All right,
1: Crazy Rich Asians yeah. movie. Over Buck. And um, from yeah. Leon
2: Yen. If
0: you're actually curious about Singaporean cuisine, this place in Long Beach, Uncle Fung's Borneo Cuisine, they have laksa, which is the curry <laughs> <laughs> soup. Oh, yeah. oh it's it was incredible. a first experience. Because my cousin, who lived in Singapore a couple of years, his son was born on the same day as my son. So there's been like this informal family competition for years. Oh, guess you learn how to speak first. <laughs> guess you learn how to, you know, pee in oh the potty man, first. It's and it's oh like, leave God. them alone, leave them alone, leave them alone. But the parents can't. Leave them alone. Parents won't. But, you know, oh, he's shorter than him. He's taller than him. So, but they've never met. So this was the first <laughs> chance in the meet, and he was really craving laksa, so he did the Yelp run. He's, he, he loves to eat in all kinds of places. Found this place, and I was like, okay, it looks okay. You know, Because like, they have, like, a curry noodle soup and an empty bowl, You know, mm. they, which is very okay, good as okay. well. But that's what I thought I was getting, just, like, curry with noodles in it. So, But it was uh, – there's – there was a real adept of flavor, but it wasn't too rich with the coconut milk and it wasn't too spicy, but it had some spice. Like, oh, it was it so was creamy uh, and, you get and a, spicy. And you could choose your noodle. They had egg noodle, thin rice, or the thick rice. I went with the thick rice noodle, but oh, yeah. Uncle Fung, I'll, I'll put a note. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Fung, born in Long Beach. Like, it's in a strip mall and by. Uncle Fung's recommendation. But you know what? The other thing about that that Uncle Fung restaurant was it was right next to a Target and it was one of the little Targets, like the one we're going to get in Santa Barbara. And I'd never mm-hmm. been inside a smaller scale Target because. My son books it right to the toy aisle, and he's like, wait, where are all the toys? I'm like, where are all the toys? <laughs> it was literally just like a half aisle, like like one side of one aisle. And I was like, oh, this is one of those Targets, oh the, the store pickup Targets. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have a food thing. I wanted popcorn in, a, in an Icy. No popcorn, no oh, Icy. Oh,
1: no, food. I wasn't uh, even sure if they kiosk. had restrooms,
0: but no, but it was, it was interesting. It was
1: interesting. TMI. I would <laughs>
2: recommend a place like 100 miles away, though.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would actually, because Long Beach – has the largest concentration of Cambodian people outside of Cambodia so if you want to do like a cultural you know you could there's a lot of cool record stores in Long Beach it's a it's kind of a it's I guess it is a big city you know it's a big kind of but it it, I don't know but yeah you can make a day trip out of it Long Beach Aquarium
1: I've been to the aquarium I did sushi when I went there
0: Uncle Fung some Cambodian food if you want to dovetail it over to Little Saigon in the Garden Grove area which is, you know, all the way in the orange curtain. So at that point, you're on your own. <laughs> As an L.A. guy, I, can't, I can never, oh you know. <laughs> 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 good luck out there. But, um, yeah. Oh, my. So I, 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 I was just really impressed by how good that Loxa was. And maybe all Loxa is that good, and I just don't have the experience.
1: Coming but. to Hong's Food Zine this month Sing- <laughs> food blog.
0: singaporean cuisine no because i like everything that's the problem the library food. i like something that's a little bit of this podcast <laughs> Yeah, I like, <laughs> I like some things more than others but i don't dislike hardly anything i'm trying to think like the, you know, probably the, the same honestly. i can think
1: of something that you recommended to me once that exactly very good.
0: and i'll go it eat it again good? It wasn't good oh, oh. like i'm oh. telling you I, have, yeah. I tell people all the time i don't have any taste i only it only taste it all tastes good to me i don't you know like i try a lot of no, things and I've that was that place been been in- Slow. Oh the ramen. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. We will not name names because we are a recommendation. Yeah, we're not trying to slander anyone with with one person's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes.
1: Yes. Um, it is all good. What else? We know you have a pile of uh, I mean That's I have
2: rough. some stuff here. Let's you have a see. digital pile. If there's one other thing
0: that pops on your head that, you know, is
2: it really yeah. was interesting, or really like, you know I've been uh recently have been reading the Stormlight Archives, which is like a fantasy like series that uh, I think it's Brandon Sanderson is writing oh yeah yeah He's yeah yeah so I've read the first two and I'm going through the uh, novella right now that's kind of in between the second and the third book the first start the third book like a
0: lore lore padding is that yeah, what it is
2: it's just uh, it's just the point of view of a really like a minor character it shows up for like one chapter basically but she's like really popular so you know it's pretty good I mean it's it's I, I enjoy it. It, it kind of scratches that uh, Game of Thrones itch that I have, but it's a lot more PG. Like did it's you read more the
0: Game of Thrones books, too. I did. I hate them Are you all. still waiting?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, at this point, I wonder if, if it was a mistake to kind of do more than the books because I feel like the pressure is really on on him now. I guess well, no pressure I mean, because he, he, he
2: does not feel compelled to finish the books at all. I'm just going to assume it doesn't happen. Like it's, we're getting nothing <laughs> else, and if it does happen, then hey, you he know what? It's a, like I didn't see a. And now he, he can just write to the points. <laughs> it he, is a precious gift yeah, that,
1: that we he, have exactly. received. he yeah. can just
0: write to the points in the TV show, but at the same time, like the reason Martin his books, you know, were, were the, the rich the richness of detail in yeah. everything. I think it's too rich in detail now. Yeah. There, right? So, like,
2: m- how how big is Winter supposed to be at this point? But
0: <laughs> is he keeping that going forward because he doesn't have to anymore? You know, I mean, it, it, I, I, that's what I'm, that's a really the real rub for me is: does it change how the the sixth and seventh books get written if they get written like you're saying? And you know, when
1: did the last most rec- most recent book come out in oh the series? Been
0: like, like three or four years at this yeah, point. Yeah, I think it's yeah.
2: like four years, maybe. I'm not sure, but it's been a while. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm not a fan of. Being mad at an author for like not writing up faster, right? No, because like <laughs> so you I'm trying not to be that person.
1: But then you have the whole <laughs> element of like T V production informing the original sort like yeah, content yeah. material. And and I bet you like,
2: anything he's he's borrowing from the T V show too. Like he's like, hey, look, you know, this character, so popular in T V show. I guess that being
1: said so, though, the more. Walking Dead, like the it's not quite the same comparison, but you still the see wa- Robert Kirkman.
0: But they've been able to pad out the
2: comics mm-hmm.
1: where the
0: comics have st- consistently stayed mm-hmm. a little bit ahead of the TV show, so mm-hmm. when the TV show runs the same arcs, they get a twist and things. They change. Mm-hmm. Now you get to see if it's the opposite. That's yeah, true. If uh, Martin changes what he was writing, writing or written. But we'll never know. Mm-hmm. So. We'll never know, but they, uh, but I, I am curious if the style, uh, you know, because you, you read in the back of your mind, and you get a pace and a rhythm for things. So I'm curious if the pace and the rhythm of the books has changed. I mean, it's not it's not a, like a, a pressing concern, like, oh my god, like, I'm not bummed no, about not it. But I'm, curi- it too, I'm, I'm curious because yeah. As it, from a creative standpoint, I mean, if you've ever done anything creatively, you know it, it comes and goes, fits and spurts. So someone having a – just doesn't feel like writing for, like, four or five years, I can definitely see that. And then when it comes, it, you, you crank it out in, like, three days or whatever. But
2: I mean, you can tell he's also getting, like, creatively stuck, right? Because, like, he's been working on his book for, like, half half a decade or whatever. And, and then, like, he'll just randomly pump out, like, a whole giant, like, 300-page novella in a minute. Yeah, a minute. that's – like, his inspiration. Curious. What are going to do? Like,
0: and not to say that he was toiling in obscurity because the books are – very popular for mm-hmm. the TV show, but now that he's this behemoth, that changes everything as well. I mean, you you, you get clenched up. You start. D- I mean, because before you you think you know you you write for your you write for others, but you write more for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now he has like millions of people like, like in the back of his head. Yeah, they're all they're <laughs> all up in his Twitter. I wonder if he had a this. plan yeah. staked
2: out. Oh, he definitely
0: had outlines. He he
2: d- supposedly, he told them how it ended. That yeah,
0: he yeah, he they they are going off of his vision because he had outlines and things of that sort. But at the same time, his when you go from outline to fleshed out written word, mm-hmm. it, I mean, you know, a million things get added,
2: and and fleshed out in the process. And, it,
0: and I mean, I'm curious. It's it's you know, but yes, Brandon Sanderson.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's basically <laughs> like for me, it's Game of Thrones, but like they strip it down it's a lot more. PG thirteen, you know, there's not a lot of it's not as nearly as like explicit. And
1: is it's it like contemporary or alternative it's, it's high fantasy? Mm-hmm. So
2: just like a whole new country, a whole new continent. It's like, um. Without, without spoiling much. It's like, you know, the world's coming to, t- obviously there's this big looming like like thing coming for the world, the world's going to end, and then obviously there's a bunch oh. of these separate, it's a lot of different point of views, just like Game of Thrones, and then like, they all have their own storylines, and then they eventually start intertwining. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I, I definitely recommend it, especially if it's like it's like it's like, you know how like cozy mysteries are like mm-hmm. it's a little softer around the edges. Mm-hmm. It's like that basically. Cozy fantasy. Okay. cozy fantasy. Yeah,
0: cozy light. Fantasy. And is yeah. it murder yeah. light. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> like, light. like there's violence and stuff, but like, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot more.
0: And it's trilogy and done.
2: No, it's it's theoretically supposed to <laughs> those fantasy novels, you know. But, uh, theoretically <laughs> it's supposed to be. Is there a 10 family bucks. tree? There probably is, actually, yeah. Ooh. So there's a lot of family stuff there too. Because um it's like there's supposed to be ten bucks. There's only three out right now, so. Ten. <laughs> We'll see. Um, mm. I definitely recommend it, though. There are, there are tombs that are huge, though. They're like, like I don't know. No, I'm not sure. I'm You're holding up pages. hand gestures yeah. right <laughs> now.
1: Just your that's point like, your that's finger <laughs> in your thigh. that's like 500, 600 <laughs> pages. You know what I mean. <laughs> 600, 700
0: pages. I'm not painting. quite Stephen King's The Stand no. Uncut. Oh,
1: but, uh, yeah. Or Under the Dome.
2: Oh, yeah. War and Peace. Oh, my. <laughs> I'll bring up one more. Um, I got Dirk Gantley's, uh Holistic Detective Agency. Yay! The, I love Douglas Adams. And uh, I, I haven't like read that yet, so that was like a relatively new thing for me. That's a great book.
1: I, I think I've you read. had recommended it for the Staff Picks I blog. did,
2: because um, I, I think that was right around when I read, finished reading it, too. So that's a great one for like, like, how do you explain it, though? Like, have you, have, you, have, you, have any of you read that one? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. There's that. like...
1: I've read the like, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's very that's similar on but just like, here's <laughs>
2: Murder involved. There's a ghost involved. There's an alien. There's a time traveler. A, but but like did like the ghost like do it? A crime it? story did with a ghost. <laughs> <is>. <laughs> well, it's like like no. The
0: ghost helps them solve the crime. They put <laughs> leave the clue in I just the say, right place. <laughs> I don't
2: say much more, but it's it's pretty wild. There's like a sentient robot somehow. Like it's <laughs> so
1: awesome. it, does it have that kind of British? Oh yeah, it's, it's
2: it's like dripping in it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it though. It's pretty good.
1: I just mm-hmm. like it.
0: And the detective agency is called the Holistic Detective Agency?
2: Well, I only read the first book, and now there's, like, series – like, it's a series, right? So um, you may not I have started don't remember him yet. actually using the word Holistic Detective Agency in the book. I can't quite recall, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mostly just kind of, like – like, Dirk Gantley's not even, like, the biggest part of the story, actually. He just kind of comes and goes a little bit.
1: I feel like that's a lot of Douglas Adams – protagonist <laughs> <That's laughs> it's true. usually the action or the other characters that are more interesting and then yeah. you have the protagonist and you're like eh they're here because we need to kind of center this story around something
2: yeah, yeah. Um, it is a little doctor who ask actually in terms uh. of like guy comes in like there's this horrible problem happening guy comes in kind of just fixes everything for you but like not really <laughs> 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 it's pretty good though yeah.
0: good picks. You, me, preference?
1: <laughs> uh, I'll pick something. Um, I guess I have, I can have a book one, and I have the, uh, another free media one. Um, the, I discovered over the weekend the Kitchen Sisters podcast. I shared Ooh. it uh, with some other coworkers, but it came across my feeds I don't remember how exactly, but they're doing a special it came across my feeds because right now they're doing a very specific series about uh librarians librarians, archivists, recorders, collectors. It has a punchy ta- tagline, but so the and the, the first story the first episode was about the hip hop archive at um Harvard, and the second episode was about the um pack mule librarians in eastern Kentucky so they're really interesting stories they also they have their central topic but then in the um they do interviews with um archivists and collectors kind of around the story and the pack mule librarian had kind of a later chapter in it that I wasn't expecting about uh world war ii and I was like oh and how the internet kind of connects uh these archives in a way that no one
0: would What's the general theme of the podcast in when it's not doing the archival librarian stuff or is it just
1: It's um, different kind of kind of long-form investigative, not investigative crime stories, but just kind of long-form articles and stories. Um, I know that they're still seeking kind of stories about collectors and archivists maybe we can oh, we can, be we can send in uh, our podcast about francis lynn <laughs> from the jace episode but uh they're really interesting and it's a freely available podcast um they might be putting pushing it out onto national public radio uh shows but i haven't figured that out. but so check your pod catcher <laughs> and grab it and then the other uh pick that i have is uh, I mentioned it, I think, with Taylor, but um, Here There Be Gerblins, and I talked to Leon about it as well, <laughs> but we have a copy now at the library, so this was the uh, podcast-turned graphic novel um, with three brothers and their mm-hmm. dad playing Dungeons & Dragons, so it's it's more of the story of um, the game that they're playing, or the storyline that they're playing, um, but I did just listen to the first episode
2: of that podcast. Yeah. So that one
1: was fun. <laughs> That's a rough episode. Yeah, it's a rough episode. They're uh, still learning. They're <laughs> learning. <laughs> As people are trying to – But you, the thing is you don't necessarily know how to play Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. or anything also, like that. they hadn't played before? They hadn't There's, like, one before.
2: brother who, like, really knew mm-hmm. what was happening and everyone else was, like, varying levels – They're of just – they're beginners. comedians. Yeah.
1: They're, they're maybe not, like, the high-level comedians, but – Um, With all of the different media that they produce, they just like to make each other laugh and they like to make their listeners laugh. So there is um, a storytelling aspect to it. I won't give it away, but there's in the graphic novel, um, there's a very specific panel that I think will be like one of when I listened to the scene happen on audio um, it was a very compelling scene, but seeing it in graphic novel as form illustrated, it'll, it's one of like the more emotional um, scenes that I've read really. in literature. Yeah, um, from those guys. <laughs> from those. <laughs> that's the right? thing. Like it is as much as it is humor and funny and laughter, um, it's a form that has depth. When and the feels come. The feels come. They're hard,
0: irrespective of medium.
1: And yeah. <laughs> It's just goofy and fun, but also has the tones of light, so why not both?
0: (laughs) So we got a copy of the library.
1: We have a copy. Uh, I know that they're also going to be putting out Volume 2 probably in 2020 or 2019, so it is a story that builds. I
2: guess I'll place a hold now. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have two uh, music picks this week. Um, My first pick is... Not in the library, or I just checked Hoopla. Not on Hoopla, but uh, <laughs> probably Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Worst library pick ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ivy Soul. Like to pick a little. Ivy Soul. Of, okay. I like, I the wider v- world. I V Y S O L E. Uh, the album's called Overgrown. Um okay. It's like a R and B hip hop kind of album, but it's um, one of the best b- best albums I've heard this year. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly, and it just kind of made me think about kind of the real. Really good hip hop that's being, you know, c- that's come out um, from female MCs the past couple of years. There are a lot of albums that we do have on Hoopla. Uh, Rap City had an album out last year. R A P S O D Y. The Cardi B album was surprisingly mm-hmm. good. Um, Kamaya from Oakland. There's just been a lot of good, good hip hop. A lot of female MCs. You know, they, for, for since time immemorial, from the days know, of J J Fad and Queen Latifah and MC Light the to you know
1: Kitchen Sisters podcast, not to. Yeah. from no, your no. pick but like it was a good segue it is a whole um you learn a lot about i think the female M. Em- they have a whole part about female MCs in la and how did harvard like, come
0: to get that collection
1: oh you'll have to listen to the podcast that's, that's that's the thing. I I, there was I an element where it had moved from um some faculty had moved from ucla yeah because i knew about the collection and I, I was harvard but then cornell came at them and they were like we've been doing this for a full like they had been collecting hip uh hip-hop and Furium and materials for uh five more five years prior to that so it's a relatively new archive but yeah, it I is w- like i learned a lot
0: i love to check it out because i knew about the collection and i knew it was at harvard and i'm like w- wh- what how why <laughs> you know like i mean it not, you know hip-hop culture is for everyone you know but I, i'm just kind of well you know, kind of yeah uh, yeah but but
1: especially i think because most of their materials uh are actually west coast uh west coast originating and i think the cornell maybe a little is a more like east coast but then both of (laughs) those schools are on the east coast so
0: and 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 i only mentioned the previous mc just to say that i'm not trying to have to say this like all female mcs are having a moment i mean uh, you could say i mean that is probably easy to ascertain but it's uh, just that they've been consistent throughout the culture you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's MC Light, J.J. Fad, you would not, J.J. Fad predates NWA, I mean, you wouldn't have NWA if not for J.J. Fad, because if not for them making albums that sold, they would not have had the record company backing to say that you can sell a lot of hip-hop records, you know, and then that's what bankrolled NWA, is the fact that they, they saw that it's possible for it to, to go pop and be popular enough to, to make money and return, you know, return profit, so J.J. Fad, MC Lite, Queen Latifah, in the 90s it was Jean Grey, Lady of Rage, um and then going on and now you have like you know like i said kamaya rhapsody yeah. samus put out a really great album she's an independent um mc out of the midwest s-a-m-m-u-s it's a play on the metroid samus oh wow. So, <laughs> so she has a lot of like video game references <laughs> and cool. like like chiptune beats like samus is really good but yeah mm. ivy soul kind of like really encompassing because i heard a lot of really good r&b this year and i feel like the the hip-hop stuff she does mixed with r&b stuff she does is just a great hybrid um, the other record is Little Wayne Carter Five, <laughs> so um, do we have it? That is on Hoopla. Oh so yes, <laughs>
1: the and new hoopla.
0: I mean for those that don't know, uh, Carter Five has been in limbo for three or four years because he got you know he was in a lawsuit with his record companies and that. And for th- for the squeamish listeners, Carter Five, I mean, N words, bad words, you know, the content is is very hard R rated. But if you grew up or know someone that is actually into the, the you know, like not I wouldn't call it even gangster rap, but just like street kinda rap, mm-hmm. then it's it's a very good album. So it's not the kind of album that will convert you over from, you know, to 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 I never listened to the gangster rap, street rap and now I love it. It's not gonna do that because it's just gonna play into all the the trappings that, you know, all the negative things that we say about it. It's 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 all there. But there's also enough positivity in there that I, I can highly recommend it. And From a technical hip-hop standpoint, the beats are on point, the rhymes—it's it's the best Lil Wayne sounded in a long time, and it just kind of bookended a time like a time and place for me because, like, I got into Lil Wayne late. I when the Southern hip-hop really blew up, uh, turn of the century. That's what you say. No. It, but I love saying that <laughs> around the turn of the century, you know, the, the little the, the little the little John Crunk sound of the early aughts like I was not into it at first I was like oh that's not the real you know real hip hop is like the boom bap and the New York sound and the you know the we hold on to the such NFC these ideas th- when well we're the whole younger the whole <laughs> idea of underground oh, versus mainstream yeah when it went mainstream it just wasn't it didn't interest me at the time but at a certain point you're just like okay these I like these beats, I like to the dance, these beats make <laughs> you dance, I, I like the I music. I guess I
1: shouldn't say younger, but no, it's I true. Just, we've talked about it before. I feel like, it's like,
0: I feel like it is, there's an age thing to it because you, there's, a, there's a more idealistic kind of bent when I was younger in terms of mm-hmm. the music was the music, it was not about this commercial like making money or anything like that, it was just about creating music, changing the world, one person at a time who finds your music. But at the same time, you realize these these people need to eat. And a lot of the artists that I grew up loving... And you read about them now, it's those like think pieces like we track this artist down. And they're struggling to make ends meet, you know, and this and that. And not to even mention the the, the singers of the 70s and 60s that are all, that got sampled in Oblivion and didn't make a dime off of it. Because at first I was very like, oh, sampling, you know, it, it, they only pulled like one second of this album. How can you try to pay the, the artist?" Oh, for God,
1: this? the sampling. But you
0: look at some of these artists, some of these artists that made amazing music that went under that was only found by these crate diggers. That's and true. they're destitute. I mean, they, everybody needs a little bit. But uh, yeah, so I, I mean, at the time when, when that stuff in the South broke, I was like not really into it. But then it, it grew on me, and then I started doing my homework and learning about the history of, this, of southern music with you know ghetto boys, UGK, and all that stuff. I just picture and you
1: at a desk. It, it was, it, I mean, it grew from, it grew from
0: the punk roots. It was like the kind of thing where if someone asks you a question, you know what you're talking about, you're a poser. And the two the, 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 yeah. the two the two things you couldn't do in my in my worldview growing up were talk talk junk, we'll talk junk about somebody, <laughs> and, uh, and be a poser, be fake, you know, like, you, those are the two, like, absolute no-nos, I, I mean, there's a lot of things that we let slide, those are the two that, ab- so when I got into hip-hop and tried to be at hip-hop shows, trying to, like, act like I was, like, down for the culture, you know, I had to be down for the culture, like, I'm not gonna rock the, the Tims and the Fugu Jeans, <laughs> because I understand but at the same time i'm not going to be i'm not going to be you know
1: you can rock the tims if you no, want no 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 cuz the tims
0: actually is like a the reason people wear tims is because to kick the poop out of people <laughs> you know like <laughs> they're poop kickers uh. they're poop kickers in 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 a non you know popular parlance so mm-hmm. yeah you really are saying something about yourself when you when you when you rock it like that so hmm. i was i was like yeah you I knew my lane. Like I, wore th- <laughs> I was like punk shirts, punk shirts, and jeans. Like they, they knew where I was coming from. Like uh, I'm dabbling right now, but I, I am, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to be respectfully dabbling, not like appropriating dabbling. Mm. Uh. And for me, the, the, you know, the, like, the all the swear words and the n words and so that. I mean, at the, at that time on the, on the internet, like, whenever there was an, an issue about like you know people rapping lyrics and saying that word, there was always like the two options. It was like ninja. Or or agin, agin is the term spelled backwards, and I and, oh. I, I, and those I two were always like the, that was always the workaround. Mm. So to, to to keep having the discussion, and not and like you know like it's it's kind of interesting. But I was like, I, I thought those were the th- I thought those are brilliant workarounds. So in terms of like if you you know like when you listen to Carter Carter Five, yeah, they if they had if I had like an N word jar, like it would be like. You know, I'd be able to buy dinner after <laughs> after <laughs> one run through. <laughs> you wouldn't put a nickel in. You'd be able to buy. But where would you um, eat dinner? A pretty, a pretty nice meal. <laughs> pretty so yeah. So just be aware. It's it's not going to convert anyone who's looking for that. Uh, uh, there's no crossover appeal. It's a street record, um, but as a street record, it really goes. You know, it, it knocks. I mean, it's it's good. The rhymes are the rhymes are good. The, meat, the beats are good, and uh,
2: I did enjoy it a lot. So
1: cool. Well. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Leon. Oh wait, actually. I <laughs> oh, you found another one. Uh, I forgot that's to exciting. mention.
2: Uh, it's on a plug because for SB Reads, right? Um, Ex Machina and his Watch diet. We're we're playing that at the library, um, and that's an. Excellent. And Ex Machina was great. Yeah, and a, but you know what? Anything. Have you seen Gattaca? No, I Gattaca Gattaca haven't. Gadica is excellent too. That's, but, uh, that's
0: like, Halle Berry, no, mm. but, and Ethan Hawke, right? And I. I remember when Gattaca came out, I saw it in the theater. And I don't want to date myself too much, <laughs> but I saw Gattaca in the theater, and uh, it was excellent. I remember, I remember Gattaca. I watching
1: that uh, biology class.
0: Gattaca and the movie Strange Days. Those mm-hmm. are the two that I saw in the theater. I'm like, I'm so glad I saw why it Why
1: did the they theater. show us that? <laughs> well, you know, it's very no, relevant I know today. Why. Well,
0: and especially, especially with all the CRISPR stuff that's come out in the past few mm-hmm. years with gene research, the, the CRISPR DNA editing. And uh, Gattaca is
2: very timely in that respect. We'll have
1: an event, CRISPR. Yeah. At the end of the month as well, in conjunction with Santa Barbara Reads.
2: But a cool little thing about um, Ex Machina, by the way, is it's directed by Alex Garland, who um, also directed the movie Annihilation. That's a little more recent, which was r- the book. Annihilation was written by um, the same author for um, Born, which is one of our giveaway books. So it's all comes uh. full circle. Jeff Bender, something or other. I forget his name. But uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting that they're all connected.
0: Yeah. I, I thought that was a good slate of films that they picked in terms yeah, of Frankenstein. That's, that's nice. I haven't seen Curse of Frankenstein though. I I'm not I mean I thought Bride would be the next the next to go but Solving is showing Bride. So mm-hmm. Solving has Bride. And we have Curse. Um,
1: Carsey Wolf. u c s d is showing um, a number of Frankenstein related films as well. It's all a part of the bicentennial. Mm. So it's like yeah, we um we're talking to them and so we were very intentional about what movies we were going to show and what against like what they were going to show as well so we wouldn't just be showing all the same four movies yeah
0: definitely So but yeah I thought Ex Machina and Gattaca were, were very good choices
2: yeah I love it because like it's really the same themes. I, I know it's a modern remake and all of that stuff. But, but like, is, is was it, was X Machina specifically Frankenstein? You know, I never, I didn't make the connection until we brought it up as a library, yeah. honestly. But then it makes sense. It really does. Um,
0: Yeah, so I mean, I can definitely see that. I wasn't sure if it was like explicitly a Frankenstein, but yeah, it, but it definitely, I've never read it definitely fits the theme. It, yeah, no, yeah. it
2: fits perfectly, in fact. Um,
0: and it was a really well made film because I didn't yeah. know it, when I went in and saw X and I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I knew mm-hmm. a little bit about it, but it was just really the way they, the tone and the pace. Yeah, yeah. it was.
2: Um, it's, it's, it's real creepy, but um, it, it, <laughs> no, it brings up, it really talks about the whole like AI aspect of it like, really well. Like one of the better movies about it, I think. Yeah.
0: And I liked Annihilation too. Oh, man, <laughs> is.
2: It's a trip.
1: Oh my. Well, more pics can be found on the Staff picks blog from the library's website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're always here. Every two weeks. (laughs) And
0: we've been milking the SB Reads uh, calendar for events. If you uh, want to come grab your own copy, you can come down any any library branch, grab a copy of the SB Reads calendar. Mm -hmm. We have, what, over 70 events, 60 or 70 events this month. 70-ish. So um, there's a lot going on. And really the only way to get through it all is to have that book and just pick a day and there will be something cool going on.
1: Mm -hmm. Somewhere in South County. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) All all of our branches. um, And... Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank yep. you for listening. Thank you, Leon, for coming. Thank yeah, you, no Leon. It was fun and
1: See you at the library. Bye.